Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Slow Home Podcast. I am your host, Brooke McCallery, and this is my sugar-free husband, Ben McCallery. Sugar daddy. Non-sugar daddy? Yep. Brown rice syrup daddy? I haven't had that yet. No, that me. sounds quite interesting. Sounds better than date daddy. Date daddy. What's your point? Just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I have no point. To the second sugarless slow home episode. A sugar-free experiment. We're mm. heading into halfway territory. Not really. Getting there, I guess. Heading into halfway territory. <laughs> so the brain fro- what fro- we found <laughs> is that we- the brain fro fro. What we found is we argue a lot more when we're not eating sugar. <laughs> we're a bit crankier. <laughs> not actually. No, not anymore, but mm. for about four days last week, I was just cranky. Like, I was actually cranky at the world mm. for not being able to eat sugar. You were. Everything just really pissed me off, and I just had a very short fuse. You were. We, had to, we did experience. I think last time, I must say, last episode, we sounded so flat, particularly me, because I sound like death warmed you up. You were sick. That I'm going to put down to sugar, because... It went away. Yeah. Like it came on like, oh, I'm going to get real run down here and it's going to destroy me. But it didn't. T- maybe two days after that, we recorded that, I was feeling fine. And then I got super sick. Oh, got, yeah. It felt like I got hit by a train overnight. I woke mm. up with a really, really horrible head cold. Day five or six or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, look, I don't know if that was related or not. I mm. feel like it could possibly have been. I feel like it, it was in that. You know, we were in the process of transforming into beautiful butterflies. I feel like we've, we've gone over the worst part. Oh, definitely. Even the last couple of days, mm. I just feel like we've broke the back of it uh, and the, the sugar cravings have almost completely gone. Yeah. And the carb cravings have almost completely gone, which I didn't expect. I actually mm. thought that if I was cutting out obviously sweet things, yeah, of which I didn't eat a huge amount anyway, but... If I was cutting out obviously sweet things, I thought that I would want to get carbed up. Get carby. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't, actually. Not not after the first week. It's been really, really, really interesting. I also found that first week I was very hungry just all the time. Mm. Um, constantly looking to snack on things. And it was difficult because I was committed to not having anything with, with sort of added processed sugar in it. And I also didn't want to eat a huge amount of fruit yeah we are still eating fruit but uh, you know i didn't want to add more in than we already have been eating so it was difficult i found myself eating lots of cheese and stuff like that which i've eaten so much cheese yeah which is fine that's Hmm. i have no problem with eating cheese uh obviously i like cheese but that snacking has really kind of disappeared I, i know last time we said Half our problem was that we weren't prepared, and I, you know, I hadn't been cutting up carrot and cucumber sticks to have with hummus. I've cut up carrot and cucumber sticks the last three days, and I actually haven't eaten them. Wow! Because I, I mean, that's really unlike me. I'm a bit of a snacker, yeah. so it's been interesting. Do you put that down to? I feel like, and we can probably discuss this in a hostful 
later on this month. But I feel like because we're starting our business and it feels very busy and full at the moment, that um, like the stress, like not, not so much the stress, but I, f- I feel like we're not really living as slow as we should be. Well, I'm not. Okay, I'm going to speak for myself because you're giving me raised eyebrows. But I'm thinking. It's yeah, my thinking face. I, I feel like I'm a little bit more manic than I really want to be, but I can't see how I can't be. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. You particularly in a, particularly are in a season of juggling two things, more than two things, but you're still working full-time up until tomorrow and things with the business have already kicked off in yeah. a big way. So you're really kind of wearing two big important hats at the moment mm. and you're definitely doing more than either of us would want you to. Mm. I actually feel like if my diet was the same as it was six months ago and I was under you know, the kind of pressure that we're under at the moment and added things like the kids starting school and our youngest starting school for the first time. For me, they're emotional things. I would actually be eating more sugar. Mm. I would be, you know, emotionally eating. Yeah. And I'm just not doing, You're not it, doing it at all. And I think part of it is because of the yoga that uh, we've been doing. <clears throat> part of it is because of the yoga that we've been doing uh, every morning for about a month. And I think that's giving me a bit of headspace and calm that I wouldn't have had otherwise. But I do think that, uh, you know, in another part, it's got a lot to do with going off sugar. I agree. I agree. I guess the listeners would want to hear how are you actually feeling? You're a week in, paint a picture of how you're you're feeling right now. Right now I feel excellent. I have a lot more energy than I have had and I was sick. Like I was really quite sick for a couple of days and I wouldn't normally have bounced back like this. And one of the things that is kind of bugging me though, my sleep, once I get to sleep, my sleep is excellent but I'm finding it harder to get to sleep. And I, it's not... Sorry, I'm going to stop you there. I think that is um, just starting a new business. Yeah, no, but it's not like I'm not laying there worrying. I'm, I'm genuinely not anxious when I'm in bed. Mm. I feel like I have too much energy. Wow. So when I was doing my morning pages this morning, I was writing about it. And I actually think that the best option for me would be to just start exercising more and burn off a bit more energy during the day because that's the feeling that I'm getting. Like I'm getting kind of restless legs which could be something else, but it's, yeah, once I get to sleep, I'm sleeping amazingly well. I'm waking up feeling quite energized, which is fantastic. Maybe we need to do more exercise. Yeah, look, we do, um, mm. but we can only add so many things to our lives at once. This is your slow living expert speaking, and I'm telling you that just yeah. take it easy on yourself. Fair enough. I'm the opposite. I can, I'm getting to sleep reasonably well, I think. You're getting to sleep in about one minute. Yeah. I'm, I feel very – by the time I hit – but I've, I'm like you. Like I feel like I can concentrate a lot more on mm. things and working sort of ridiculous hours at the moment, my attention still is pretty, pretty, pretty heightened late at night when usually I'd be crashing and burning. And the big difference for me is I'm waking up and I'm feeling a lot better in the morning. And that's down to two things, not drinking alcohol and the sugar, I think. Definitely. I can't, I can't overstate the 
change in not having a, even just a glass of wine at night is having on how I'm feeling in the morning. So that's that's a really good change as well to be going through. We did have a close call. Oh, we had vodka. a close call, didn't we? We did last Friday. So we were only well, four days in. Which is pretty pathetic, really. But we were four days in. Yeah. We had it was, you know, a Friday afternoon evening that left a lot to be desired. We were quite stressed, and we were. You know what? I don't think we were stressed. I just think we got into our habit, and our habit of a Friday afternoon was is to relax with some uh, some some glasses of wines. Of a variety yeah, of glasses of grapes of a variety so of wines. I don't think we were stressed i i felt fine but i my mind was going oh like it's really Mm. hard to break this habit like it's just the way that you get into the weekend what helped me was thinking you've got to get up in the morning being a saturday and do work so that that sort of helped me but what, what what did we do we well i felt like we were stressed maybe i'm rationalizing but you asked me if I would like a drink. Yep. You did. Did I? Yep. I can't. I. I do not recall that. Were you drunk particular at the time? conversation? <laughs> and we really battled about it. We not not between each other. We really just chewed over this question of whether or not we break our our rules within four days because we were feeling stressed and you ended up, (laughs) this this is is ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) You ended up writing a a number on a piece of paper. Four. You you wrote four numbers on a piece of paper. Yep. And you said to me, I've chosen four numbers between one and (laughs) ten. You choose one number. Because I didn't want it to be even. I want it to be the odds. I needed just, to be stacked in favour of of maintaining of our, maintaining it. But I but I also wanted to have a vodka and soda desperately. So you wrote your four so numbers. no sugar in it. So we were like, okay, look, it's fine. There's no sugar in it. The rationalizing. So we're not we're not breaking both. <laughs> the rationalizing we did was phenomenal. Yeah, we really, really told ourselves stories about. Um, you know, what we were doing and why and why it was okay. Because, like, you know, it's not very slow living to take on two changes at once. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is not rational. This is, um, this is not going to, you know, this is doing undue stress. <laughs> we really tried to talk ourselves in, around in circles to, to convince ourselves that it's okay. Let's go, yeah. on, let's go and have a vodka. This is not necessary. We can do, you know, alcohol We can make the alcohol month, another time. Another time. So, you wrote your numbers. Wrote the numbers down. You hid the piece of paper behind your back. Yep. You asked me to choose a number between one and ten. Yep. I chose four. Yep. That was not a number on the piece of paper. Exactly. And I was was, so angry. You were really cranky. (laughs) I really was. This was in my cranky phase. Yep. I was I was really which you know is actually quite enlightening to realize how much of an impact it had on my emotions genuine genuinely hmm. 
I it's must kind of say, scary. At, at that stage, I was still in a very 50-50 mode because I was like, okay, I'll measure Brooke's reaction to this. And if she gets really, really upset, I'll just say, look, come on, we'll just have one drink. But you were, you went through, I'm going to call the seven stages of, of loss. <laughs> and, the, you, you know, you went through them and you finally got to the rationalisation of it and it was... I've got to I've got to get up at six thirty or six oh, I, I or five thirty. Re- I had to record a webinar, a live video webinar yeah. at six a.m. Yeah. on Saturday morning. So that was that was the end, wasn't it for you? You were like after that, you said, "I'll have a soda." You just said, "I'll just and have a did. soda," yeah. and we had a big glass of so- we had a, <laughs> a soda, big glass of satisfying soda water with with lemon and lime in it. We went crazy. We spoiled ourselves. So that was the great vodka debate of 2016. And I think that's probably all that it's going to be now. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, now I'm committed and, you know, basically almost halfway through. So it was interesting. Starting, After yeah. we'd made that decision to not yeah. have, I've not have a drink, like- but we both felt better immediately after oh, yeah, having made fine. that decision. It's fine. And you know what? Had we decided to have a vodka, I mean, we're kind of joking about the, like, we're, we're overstating the yeah. intensity of, you know, of the, the decision. But. Had we decided to have one, fine, whatever. But it was really a good feeling to to kind of stick to our guns. It was a really, really good feeling. So that was our fr- our Friday night. On Saturday night, we actually we decided to watch that sugar film. Yeah, I felt like we needed a bit of skin in the game. I felt like I needed to be scared because okay. I wasn't. I didn't. Un- I really didn't understand. And I, I guess people probably <laughs> got an understanding of of how my reaction last week, where I was like, "I need more. I need to research more. I need to, you know, find out more about what's in different. You know, what are the different sugars and all that sort of stuff." So, yeah, we watched the sugar film by Damon Gamo. Yeah, which is an Australian. It's Australian documentary. Documentary. I feel like we're doing that game, you know, where people read one sentence of a book each and pass it back and forward. Yeah, make your own, choose your own adventure. We're just finishing each other's sentences. Through the woods. She wore a white top. She took the white top off. His eyes lit up. I'm going to cut this. Good. Go. Uh, Damon Gamo is an Australian, he's an Australian actor, uh, but he also pulled together this really fascinating documentary. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, really good. Features like Hugh Jackman and who else? Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry, a number of Australian awesome Aussie actors. So, I mean, basically the premise is a few years ago he quit eating processed sugar to impress a girl. Yep. And he stuck with it for quite a few years. It was like a healthy weight, a physically active 30-something guy. So what did you think of the film? I I really liked it actually. I wasn't particularly in the mood to watch it when we sat down to watch it, but I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was the same. I I really wanted to I was really interested to watch it because I wanted it to scare me. Did it scare you? No. Why? It didn't scare me. I I thought it would be more Michael Moorish. So as in it would scare you because of your own behavior? Yeah, exactly. Right. Because exactly. there, there are parts in it that really scared me, not personally, but in terms of what the world. people are yeah. putting into their bodies and yeah. what corporations are happy for us to continue to buy and put into our bodies. 
Like, I'm not about to go crazy hardcore about this, but some of the stuff in the film is really shocking. Oh, absolutely. As to the addictive nature of some of these processed foods and drinks and the impact that they are having on people. I mean, the fascinating thing that Damon does is track his physical changes over a period of about two months while he's eating this pretty average Australian diet. I think it's something like 40 teaspoons. The average Australian eats something like 40 teaspoons of sugar in a day. Correct. And he did that by eating foods that weren't junk food. He didn't just go and live on McDonald's and Coke. No. He actually didn't consume any chocolate, any no. ice cream, any soft drink no. in this whole two-month period. Exactly. It was from, quote-unquote, health foods and yeah. convenience foods yep. that the majority, I would hazard to say, of Australians would buy on a regular or semi-regular basis because they think that they're good for them. Yep. So, it was really – that's what I loved about it. He didn't just go and do like a Morgan Spurlock and eat McDonald's every day. That's for, it. That's it. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Uh, you know, he ate McDonald's every day for a month or whatever what it was. What it was, yeah. This is something that digs deeper into the food traps that so many people fall into, partly because of convenience, partly because of marketing, partly because of, you know, sugar content, partly because of the – you know, the stories that we're told and, and the, the health experts who will slam fat. This so, is the thing that I, I really, really was interested in. It's the fat versus sugar debate mm. of the early 90s or late eight, um, 80s. Yeah. And how there was the... Fat was demonized. Yeah, the dietitians and the researchers were going, right, well, you know, what's what's the where's the link with obesity? Can we trace it back to the fat or the sugar? And they landed on fat. And so what they did is reduce fat everything and what are we going to replace it with? What, where's the flavour going to come from? Tip in the sugar. Yeah, because once you take the fat out of things. And that was just And that's the power that big food companies have. Yeah. It was, like, it was a perfect storm of you know, public health authorities and an awareness of what we were eating because what we were eating in the, you know, the 80s, suddenly stopped being meat and three veg and started being convenience food and packaged food. Yeah. And they go into that a lot in the movie anyway. We won't kind of talk mm. much more about it. But to see the impact that it had on him over a relatively short period of two months oh, yeah. was... Ridiculous. It was scary. I, I was amazed at how quickly it was. It wasn't even over two months. It was like two weeks two and weeks. he looked like a different person. So in that in that regard, it really did. It was very bracing. I yeah. think. I mean, yeah. I think looking at it, and this is not at all a big pat on the back for us. Looking at it, our diet was pretty good to yeah, begin wasn't, with. Wasn't, we didn't wasn't bad. It, I mean, it wasn't awesome, but mm. in terms of the added sugar in processed foods, it was okay. We don't drink soft drink. We don't eat white bread. Um, you know, we don't eat a huge amount of pasta. We don't regularly buy chocolate biscuits or ice cream might be eaten once a month, that mm, kind of thing. Twice a month. You sneak an ice cream? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, in that regard, it was okay. The, one of the things that actually struck me that I've been thinking about since is the, the treat cycle with kids. That's something that yeah. – because we haven't included the kids in directly in this challenge because, you know, we're trying to do it for ourselves first – of course, we have haven't had sweet things in the house because we, if 
they were in the house, it would just be that extra level of, you know, temptation for us. Mm -hmm. So the kids haven't had nearly as much as they normally would. But seeing it as a treat is fine. Most things in moderation, fine. I'm not going to get ridiculously pedantic about our kids having a lolly at a party or something like that. But when we're using treats as a, not as a bribe, the kids are going to be on that age, but just as a, I don't know, an everyday occurrence. Yeah, it's sort it's of like worrying. a... worrying. Yeah, For it is, me, it is, it's just, yeah. it's worrying. Yeah. Because there's better ways to, you know, show them how much you appreciate their behavior or whatever it is. There's better things that are more delicious to give them for afternoon tea. I was thinking about it today. I mean, countless times if I'd taken the kids down to the shops uh, of an afternoon after school, I would buy them a donut or a you know a cupcake or something like that as a treat for afternoon tea. They'd go to the park, eat that. What is actually far more delicious is uh, and something that the kids both really like why not go and buy a small piece of really nice camembert or brie and sit down and eat that because they both love something like that and that white cheese yeah so for me it's been really interesting to just start to rethink that i'm still processing my thoughts on this whole idea of treats and kids uh and again not trying to beat myself up about it but it's a really super enlightening movie and I would definitely recommend that you guys check it out. We will link to it again in the show notes for today's episode as well, which is at slowyourhome.com45. Thanks for everyone also for the social media shout-outs. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few few uh, interactions. and um, We have. I know there's a few families who are joining us as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and thank you for all the, all the people that have um, sent through their advice on – different ways to approach things. People have recommended books for us and I will include a link to... to Sriracha, sugar-free sriracha. Yes, whoever left that comment with the the link to the sugar-free sriracha sauce... Thank you so much because that is something that I'm actually really missing. We've been, we've taken to putting chili flakes and things like that in our meals to spice them up a bit in the place of sriracha sauce, but that is golden and I thank you. In terms of uh, substitutions, just a couple. We haven't really substituted, you know, a sweet thing for a healthier sweet thing because we're really just trying to recalibrate our taste buds. But we mentioned the soda water and lime and lemon. That's a pretty good substitute for a drink on a Friday evening or any other time. <laughs> it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's the drink you have when everyone else is enjoying themselves. It's... <laughs> It does it does an okay job. I would recommend giving that a shot if you're currently cutting out beer and wine or whatever as well. Um, but that's really about it in terms of substitutions. We've just stopped eating things. Mm. I'm wasting away. Yeah, we've just stopped eating everything. <laughs> we just drink soda water. Anyway, I think that's probably a good point place to to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thank you everyone for listening. Let us know if you've watched that sugar film or, you know, if you've got any other thoughts about... Any other films that we, we should be watching that send, send some suggestions via social media? Yeah, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at Brooke McCallery on Twitter and Instagram and uh, at uh, Slow Your Home on Facebook. You can use the hashtag Slow Home Experiment and let us know how you're finding it. In the meantime... Have a lovely week. I hope you guys are enjoying the two podcasts a week. 
situation that we've started this year. We're, we're enjoying it. Yeah, it's been awesome. And I, hopefully everyone else is enjoying the other programs brought to you by Jackrabbit FM. Yes. We must admit, we got this idea from Carly Jacobs and Kelly Exeter's program, Straight and Curly. You can go and check those guys out. They publish publish what? yeah they publish publish do you call it publishing their podcast podcast comes out every wednesday, wednesday. check that out at jackrabbit fm as uh, along with my other podcast with kelly exeter which is called let it be and our new show uh, sweet teen club which for anyone who cannot leave the 90s behind or who was a, a rabid sweet valley high reader back in the day Stacey Roberts and Carly Jacobs. They spend uh, one episode a week digging into an old an old issue of Sweet Valley High and it's hilarious. It's awesome. That's it for the plugs. Catch yes. you later. Bye. This has been another episode of the Slow Home Podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe via iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. Thanks for listening. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.